Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Fangirl Fever. This episode, we're going to talk about book to movie adaptations because this summer I turned pretty came out a couple weeks ago and Amy won't shut up about it. (laughs) So why not make an episode all about book to movie adaptations and we will talk about that show. But first, our favorite post. I'm going to stick to the theme of the summer I turned pretty and my favorite post this week is a TikTok and this person who is a Sims player basically recreated the entire house. The detail that went inside every single room was so impressive and the fact that they even said that rewatching it again made them so irritated because they realized that some things were off but me as like not the person who made it I was just so blown away by it and I'm just like I wish I had the time and dedication to do anything remotely cool like that on sims but my favorite post it's kind of a little it's a favorite post but it's also me telling you you need to watch the next one that comes out and the ones prior if you've listened before you know i'm a tmg fan two hosts from their the trillionaire mindset podcast and cody and noel do a monthly eight ball special And I highly recommend watching the two that are already out. And then there's one coming out on Monday, the 4th. So I'm looking forward to that. I haven't seen it yet, but that one's my favorite post because every single one has been so entertaining. I watch it as soon as I see it's out and I love, I love them all. And TMG Studios, please hire me. This episode was inspired by The Summer I Turned Pretty, and I think I've heard that title before, but I've never read the book, never really looked into it. Didn't know there was a show coming out about it until Amy was like, she texted me, T-S, whatever, T-S-I-T-P, and I was like, the heck is that? I don't know what that is. (laughs) You were like, The Summer I Turned Pretty, it's on Amazon, so good. And I was like, okay. So I watched 20 minutes I don't even know how long the episodes are. I only watched a little bit of the first episode and I was mm-hmm. like, immediately now. It's a cute show, but it's just like, the acting is so bad. They're kids. Are okay. they though? Yes. They, well, she's supposed but to kids, be. But kids act like kids. They weren't acting like kids. They were okay. acting like Anyways. scripted kids. Um, this episode is going to have plenty of spoilers um, for this show and like all the other adaptations we're talking about. So, um, yeah. yeah. My okay. spoiler warning is that if you can't deal with bad writing slash bad acting, don't watch The Summer I It's Free. literally not bad. You just need to give it a chance. No. Okay, anyways. I was so excited for this to come out the second that the cast came out. I was just like, oh my God. They are so cute. They're perfect. Um, But yeah, so this is a book trilogy that came out in 2009 to 2011. So I was shocked that it somehow got popular, I guess, and it got turned into a show. But my favorite casting for the show is the main character, Belly and Conrad. I'm and the actor who played Jeremiah is supposed to be Conrad's brother, but like he just gives me the ick for some reason. Well, actually, multiple reasons, but I don't really want to say it on here. Um, one of them being that he looks like Josh Richards from TikTok. If you know, you know. Um, do you agree, Zoe? I don't remember who's who. <laughs> um, okay, anyways, um, for the other characters, I imagine Steven, her brother, to look a little different. Um, and the way that he was portrayed in the show is just, it feels very not true to the book, but I still like him as an actor, I guess. And then Taylor, who's supposed to be her best friend, I'm pretty sure she was blonde in the book. 
and everyone on my for you page is like making fun of all her cringy lines because I feel like she has it the worst and then Shayla who is Steven's girlfriend was not even a character in the book but I love that she was an addition to the show because I feel like she added a lot even though she's not one of the main characters um, and then everyone who has read the book was really confused on of this debutante plot line because we were like so scared of like how it was going to make sense in the book and for the seasons to come afterwards. But the way it all played out, chef's kiss and oh my God, the last episode. Maybe just watch the last episode because I really think you'll like this one part. Um, and then also a really big storyline from season two, which was the infinity necklace. Really it took me off guard when they put it in, se- when, in season one because I'm just like, this is not how it's supposed to happen, but I like how it happened in the show more than the book because the book made Belly look like really childish with what she did in the book. Um, but overall, I really liked it. Like, um, it was coming out the day before my five saw show, and I was just like, should I not go to my five saw show so I could finish this? But I'm glad I went to five sauce, and for um, once, I actually didn't like finish a show in one sitting because it was only seven episodes and if I wanted to I could have finished it in one sitting um but yeah so I finished it in two and a half days I think um I'm currently rereading book three right now and it's kind of weird because now I actually have like actual people to put faces to so it's kind of interesting um but also soundtrack amazing and the budget is so big like they got a Taylor's version song Olivia Rodrigo, Tyler, the creator, Frank Ocean, Ariana, Billy, like best soundtrack ever for a Gen Z show, I think. Yeah, I kept like you kept saying it. And then in the Dr. Doofenshmirtz group chat, it was like, y'all kept saying that stuff. And I was like, (laughs) I'm still not going to watch. Yeah. The thing is, though, is that you love like YA romance. I do. And it's because I never it's because I never lived through it. Also, her name got me. Like, why is her name Belly? Because Okay, this is a very important detail that's in the book that was never established in the show. Her name is Isabel, and when she was younger, she used to eat, like, um, jelly beans all the time, and they would just call her Belly because she would eat it all the time when she was a kid. They should have established that more in the show because it just sounds like a cringy name on top of the already cringy storyline slash writing. It's so funny, but I'm already used to it. Um, But also one thing that I will say that I feel like the show was missing is that the book had a lot of flashback scenes that established like her relationship with both of the brothers and they really should have included more of those in. I was confused. I don't know where it was set and I was immediately like, okay, I don't know the location. The show was just meant for the book readers, I guess. Um, Yeah. yeah, Kate started reading, I mean, watching it and then Katrina watched it like two or three times already. So dang, I know we're crazy. (sighs) So now we're going to talk about a few significant adaptations that we have watched and enjoyed. So my first one is a series of unfortunate events. So this is like, I I think this is a 13 book series. I've read every single book. My sister has all the hardcover copies and I used to stare at the pictures because the cover art and the way Beautiful. the book is, is like so cool. And I would just be like, oh my God. And then I read them and I loved them all. And I know there was a movie that came out in 2004, which I think was the first three books in one movie. I didn't watch that just because I was like one year old when it came out. And then I 
don't think I really cared about watching it because I didn't really hear anything about it when I was older. And then in 2017, Netflix started or like a Netflix series was released. I think it was, I don't know, it was like the first few books. And then there was two more seasons that ended up doing all the books. So I think that this is probably the best book series I've ever read. I think it's like great world building. It really like Lemony Snicket's writing is just he is a creative man and Shakespeare could never the show I think was really good I think it was more for the book readers but I think the acting was really good because I think if the acting was bad I would have been like I can't watch this I need to keep the good memories with the books and not have this show like skew my perception of this great series but I think the acting was really good the casting was super good and the casting was perfect I think yeah I think the downfall of the show was the set design and just the way it looked and I think that's probably due to the budget or lack thereof that it had because it didn't have like a Harry Potter or Stranger Things or any Netflix or really big movie series had Mm -hmm. I think the set's kind of looked fake like they looked like I don't know how to describe it like those background I, I know you're talking wood about, sets but like I don't know how to explain it either it's like something that you would use on a stage like something that's made of wood like and it's theater flat props. yeah like theater props they leaned into that because I think it's like don't if you don't have the budget for something don't try to do something more and then make up for it and make it look worse so they kind of leaned into like this cheaper looking set which mm-hmm. I think made the vibe of the story a little different And I think if the budget was super duper high where the world was able to be built a lot more intricately, I think it would have been like a really, really, really good show that would have got more popularity. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're interested in this series at all, read the books at least. And then if you want, watch the show, because it's like the show isn't really enough to be like, I want to see what happens next. But the books are so good and they transcend the way age. the books always let you on a cliffhanger yeah oh and then you're like I need to go get the next one yeah. I need to get it and yeah read the books first if you're interested and then if you feel like it read or watch the series because it's still pretty good and it's fun to see like because it's just interesting details and stuff that are represented in the show so definitely recommend that one I kind of had the same introduction to the series of unfortunate events as you, but it was with my older cousin, Katie. Um, Same thing, like when I went to go visit her in Texas, like I just saw these books on her bookshelf and I was like, these look so cool. Like I think the, like the book cover design itself is way cooler than the Harry Potter ones. And I'm only bringing up Harry Potter because she also had Harry Potter and it was like right next to each other. But Mm -hmm. I read these books um, throughout elementary school, I'm pretty sure. And then so obviously a lot of time had passed and then the show came out so I don't remember a lot of details from the book that makes me want to critique the show but I really loved it I also agree that the casting was impeccable even the little baby like her tooth Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's like a real tooth like her actual tooth but that was spot on um the narrator he slays um just overall great and I hope that Violet and what's the brother's name Klaus yeah yeah I hope to see those two in like upcoming projects as well yeah the um the girl who plays Violet is like so stunning I remember after I watched the first season I was like 
I want to look like her so bad. I went on her Instagram page after and I was I just like, her. holy cow, she is gorgeous. Yeah. I was like shook. I was like, oh my God. I want to be like the, her. Where did the casting directors find her? Okay. My first adaptation that I want to talk about is Normal People. And I'm going to say, I think this is one of the best adaptations out there. And like when I was looking up for what adaptations I wanted to look up, Normal People was like a reoccurring one that just kept on showing up. And I have not seen a single bad thing said about it. Another example where casting is perfect. And I think Paul and Daisy have insane chemistry. I don't remember how I came across normal people, but I watched the show first and then I found out that they had a book. So obviously I had to go read the book. And as of today, I think I've read the book two times. I'm going to probably reread it again at the end of the year. And I've watched the series three times because even though the show is a little like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a little bit of my comfort show and people might think I'm crazy, like especially those who have watched it already. Like there's nothing really comforting about it, but it's just, I'm a person where once I've watched the show and I get attached to it, I like rewatching it again because I know what happens and like, I don't have anxiety about, oh, what's going to happen at the end. So that's why it's my comfort show. Um, And I would say it's kind of popular on Stan Twitter. Maybe it's just because the people that I follow all have watched it, but I think it's an underrated show. I have this on my list. Like I've had it on forever and I've just never gotten to it because when I go to watch TV, I get so overwhelmed because there's so much to pick from. But one day I will watch it slash read it and I bet I'll love it. Also, I just love that um, Daisy and Paul are still friends and like the fact that they hang out with Phoebe too. I just, I love them. My favorite trio. One of my favorite trios. Okay, so my second pick is Harry Potter, which I think would probably be the most famous or iconic book to movie adaptation just because it's gotten so big. Like it's literally transcended the past being a book or a movie. Like it's an amusement park, it's stores. It's a lifestyle. It's Halloween costumes, it's references, like it's everything. Um, I think I've read, I know I've read the first book and I think I've read the second book, but I've seen all the movies. And I think that that's very important to note is that I haven't seen all or read all the books, but I've seen all the movies and I think it's a great adaptation. Obviously the budget is super high. The casting is super like well done. And I don't know, it's just like in a, not even an American classic. It's just an international classic like it really is it is just so good the world that is built how I don't know what year the first one came out but it just all looks so real and like there's, there's no flaws in any of the movies there's no flaws in Actually, any of the movies there is well I mean I found, like I found a flaw only because of letterbox I think it was the third movie but there's this one scene of them in the dining hall and you can see like a camera person in the dining hall when I mean that like that's like a technical mistake but I'm saying like there's no set mistakes there's no CGI mistakes there's no writing or there's no scenes where I'm like "Mm," or movies where I'm like that movie sucked like all of them are good Mm -hmm. and yeah it's like become a franchise it's more than just the books like we've literally we literally went to the New York store and it was lit yeah it was so fun a classic if you've never read I assume you've probably seen but 
I don't know. It's just like high budget and classic storyline. I think also just a nostalgia aspect used as mar- used for marketing yeah. is a large thing when you do adaptations. Definitely. So I think Harry Potter has probably done it the best. I am not a Harry Potter fan, but I have like I appreciate like the art that it is. I've read the first three books, I think. Um and I've watched all the movies when I was younger, but a couple months ago, I went through a phase where I wanted to try rewatching it. And I think, I don't, it's just something about me and like up to the third one, but I've watched up to the third movie. I will get to the fourth one very soon. Um, and what something that I love that's just so random is that Gracie is a huge Harry Potter stand too. Like every time that she posts a picture on her story of her watching it, I'm just like, maybe I should watch a Harry Potter movie tonight. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about like the Harry Potter store that we went to. As someone who's like not a big fan of it, I was amazed. Like the fact that they may had an item for anything you could think of. I was like, I didn't, I didn't see any like kitchen things. And Hillary took me to the section and she's like, did you see this? And there was literally like aprons, utensils, whisks. I'm just like, wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I totally agree with you. I wouldn't say, like, I'm a big Harry Potter fan, but I have respect and I like stuff. Like, if I I have the chance to go to the Harry Potter store in New York, I'm going to say yes. If someone's telling, asking me to go to Universal Studios, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to go on those rides. I'm going to get Butterbeer. I'm going to go in the store. I might even buy something because it's just And buy something even though it wasn't for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it was so cool. It's just fun. It's just like a fun fantasy world. And I think I think that Harry Potter, it has a little bit of everything. Action, realistic, fantasy, sci-fi, romance. Like it's it's for adults and also for kids. It's yeah. like for Very everybody. Versatile. Which, yeah. So I think that's another reason why it's super, super successful. So I, yeah. I don't know if you've talked about this on the pod before, but what is your Harry's Harry Potter house or Hogwarts house? Hufflepuff. Mm. did you not know that no that's pretty obvious though me or you mine oh wait what's yours ravenclaw yeah yeah i take it like i take it like you say that (laughs) like it's a bad thing i take it like every three years or so like just when i come across it and it's always stay the same so i took it i I took it again it like i remember the first one or two times I took it, it was Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't taken it for years. And I was like, I know I'm Hufflepuff. Like, I just know it. Like, that's just me. And then I took it again, like a cup. I think it was last year, the year before. And I got Gryffindor. And I was like, this is a lie. <laughs> this is a lie. You are a Hufflepuff at heart. All right. Yeah. My next one is going to be Conversations with Friends, which is another Sally Rooney adaptation. And I know earlier in this episode, you said we were going to talk about the ones that we love and enjoy watching. But actually, I was extremely excited for this at first because of how much I love normal people. But I'm a little disappointed in how it's going so far. Maybe normal people just set the bar too high, but I've watched the first three or four episodes and it's really slow, which yes, the book is slow, but there's just something about this show that's not clicking with me. And I feel like it might be the casting because the two main characters look nothing how I imagined and their accents are really throwing me off too. And I don't know, it's just, it's not clicking. But yeah, I don't know if I will be continuing this show. Okay. My final, well, 
I'm going to say like I do 3.5 because there's one more adaptation that I have a dig at. But um, overall, John Green books to movies. Let's talk about them. I think these are another set of iconic books in general. And then The Fault in Our Stars would be like an iconic movie. Yeah. But I'm going to start with Paper Towns. And I read this book in middle school and I really, really loved it. I just think that reading certain books, especially when you were younger and then thinking about them, it's like comforting and fun. And I watched the movie a couple of years ago and I think that it's not very good. I just think that the casting could have been better and... I guess the world building wasn't very good. It kind of got into everything really, really fast. And there, I feel like it honestly would have been better off as a series. I feel like that would have been better. But I don't know. Is Paper Towns the one with Cardella Levine and Nat Wall? Yeah. I think I like started that for 10 minutes and I just didn't like it. So I never finished it. So it's I not guess like I'll horrible, never get to it. But- I think it would have been better as a show because The Fall in Our Stars is a movie, but I feel like because of the situation that the characters are in a movie makes more sense. Like, things mm-hmm. are going to end. Yes. As dark as Quite that literally. is, but, like, Paper Towns, it's more of, like, a up-and-down, like, roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, then The Fall in Our Stars. Love it. Um, I never read this book because... Everyone at school had, I remember my best friend had an okay, okay poster. And I was like, Mm -hmm. dude, the way okay, okay had a chokehold on our generation is literally insane. It was cursed. Like hoodies, posts on Instagram, phone cases, lock screens, posters. I was like, guys, no. So I never read it. And I don't really regret it because I don't think I really would have liked the story that much. I'm literally actually looking at paper towns and the fault in our stars right now like it's a right across from me um they're literally screaming they're saying tell her to stop but um the fault in our stars i think it's a good book and movie like it's a solid book and movie but it wasn't my favorite and if you listen to this podcast before you probably know what my favorite is and that is looking for alaska That's now i'm going to talk a little bit more about the show because the show is so good and if you've never seen it it's on hulu please watch it i watched the show before i read the book and you don't need to read the book let me just tell you that the book's good but the i show's think better. you should read the book it made me tear up if if you're gonna read the book read the book first and then watch the movie or watch the show but if you don't want to read the book just watch the show and that's good enough because i did the opposite way around and i think the show is better but the wow. show is just uh the casting the acting is so good it's just like I just I love the diversity there. in their casting I know they're like all and they're such good friends like the chemistry between the friends are like uh, I just want to be in their friend group like I just want to be their bestie I want to go to boarding school their friend group. I want to go to boarding school I want to go smoke cigarettes under the bridge like come on no that sounds fun um i want to be a little prank i want to be a little prankster like i want to hate the principal you know that vibe yeah that's very core i really recommend watching this show i think it's a great adaptation it's one season but it's like 
so heart-wrenching because you just fall in love with the characters and you want it to go I on. I cried but it's like, watching if this. It, if it goes on any longer, then it's like only more sad. Yeah. So definitely watch people. I'm glad you brought this up because I think actually like two, did it come out two years ago? The yeah, I think it was like 2019 or 2020. Yeah, because I got a Snapchat memory recently of me like crying at the finale of Looking for Alaska. So good mm-hmm. timing. Um, Looking for Alaska is probably my favorite John Green adaptation. And The Fault in Our Stars, I just love it because it's so iconic. And it was one of my favorite movies as like a teen. So love. Um, What other adaptations does he have? Or, or are those the only ones? I wanted to dig at 13 Reasons Why. This will be sort of brief. Okay. But I read that book in like seventh grade, which I probably shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. But I did anyway. And it's a good book, but it's really sad, obviously. I read it when I was young, too. And the show, I don't think I finished the first season just because it was so graphic. But now it's like, yeah. like I just don't understand what the story is about. I don't think the sh- I think the show is over. Like, it has, like, I think the seasons. show, like, drew on way too long. I think it should have been a limited series because the whole point of the show was to be, like, targeting mental health. And then it became, like, this mystery mystery like crime like drama and it's like Uh babe hannah is dead wrap it up wrap it up like why are you milking her death like she literally is dead Uh and y'all are crazy so i wish that they just kept it as one season because i think the message got lost in the sauce and Mm -hmm. it turned out bad even though i've never seen it i enjoyed watching it just because like there there's very good like memeable moments and funny lines. Um, also, did you know Masuda was an extra in the latest season? No way. You're lying. Yeah, she no, she was. I swear to God. She was in the party scene. I text her right now. You can literally see her in one of the episodes. You said Masuda? Yes, Masuda. They filmed it in the Bay Area. She lives in the Bay Area. What? Yeah. I said you were in 13 Reasons Why, period. <laughs> yeah she was so that was really cool um so like that kind of means like we're famous by association because she was so famous um I don't have a lot to say about 13 reasons why besides the fact that I feel like it it really shifted the world of social media when it came out like everyone and their moms were talking about they sent letters to people's schools warning about kids watching this show it was insane but yeah I I remember people tweeting about being like, this show is so bad. And that everyone it's kept so watching bad every good. season. Anyway, do your final adaptation. Oh, yes. My final one was going to be The Perks of Being a Wallflower. And oh, my goodness. So I haven't watched or read the book in a while. But this adaptation slash book is very special to me because it was the book that got me reading as a middle schooler and not to be dramatic but the movie changed my life like another example where casting is just so great and I think it's really interesting because the book is written from like Charlie's like diary entries or letters but the movie took like a different approach like we actually see him going through his day-to-day and yeah it's just, like a, it's like a I love it. omnipresent all-knowing yeah. narrator and I feel like um, this adaptation is so great because the author wrote and directed the movie. 
He has the vision. He's always had the vision. So I think that's a great way to wrap up this section on a good note. Yeah, I agree. That movie, like, changed that, like, when I finished that movie, I like, my world, like, everything that was supposed to come afterwards, like, it, like, changed. Like, everything changed. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. Um, I want to say like a list off the top of my head of another other adaptations just because I was thinking about all this and like so many movies are based off of books. Mm-hmm. Timothy's entire discography or filmography, filmography, Call Me By Your Name, Little Woman, Dune, Beautiful Boy. Beautiful Boy like I didn't realize that until you just brought it up right now. Yeah. Gone Girl, Girl Interrupted, Virgin Suicides, like classics. So many move like literally marvel movies are based off of comic books mm-hmm. any superhero movie is based off a comic book everything is based off a book but yeah i just want to say like there's so many book to movie adaptations that i don't even think most people realize mm-hmm. i didn't even realize i didn't even realize until i started thinking about it i was like dang that's crazy so much so much is like based off of books but it makes sense like Shakespeare there's literally Shakespeare mm-hmm. adaptations yeah and classic, mo- classic movies um like it's so funny that you brought this up because I saw a TikTok right before we hopped on that um this person said we should have a Pride and Prejudice adaptation every 10 years and we're like behind because the last one was what in 2005 but yeah I kind of agree with her I would love to see more Pride and Prejudice remakes I genuinely don't know what happens in Pride and Prejudice. It's like no plot, just vibes. <laughs> but it's a classic. Yeah. You should I honestly watch love it that because though, it's like classics don't have to be the most dense thing ever. They yeah. can just be fun vibes. Yeah. Funsies. But yeah. Um, now we're going to answer the age-old question. Well, age-old questions. What makes the adaptation good? And are the books always better? What makes an adaptation good? In my opinion, I think keeping key details from the book and an obvious answer that we've talked about again and again in the last 30 minutes, casting is so important. If it, if something like, if the, especially the main character, if the main character is not casted correctly, I don't think I can watch um the show or movie um example conversations with friends I don't I really don't think I'm gonna continue it um and also the decision of whether it should be a show or movie is so important as well which so my general I would totally agree my general answer is the ability to watch and fully enjoy it without reading the book because I think that is the main point but I think a lot of things go into that largely the casting the budget um how it's written the way it's told if it's split up into parts if it's a series of movies if it's a tv show I think a lot of those things make it what it is and it's definitely like a case-by-case scenario but I think if somebody can watch something by itself and love it and then be like oh there's a book too that means that it's really really good on its own I think that's the perfect answer to this question Thank you. When I you really that while really I was doing my notes, this. I was like, oh my God, I cracked the code. You did. But now we're going to answer, are the books always better? What is your answer? I know our answer is going to be different because mine is yes. Only because I haven't experienced 
a show or movie that I enjoyed better than the book. I don't know. I'm just in my book era right now. Well, that's a lie because I watched 16 movies this month or last month. So I'm feeling a little insane. Um, but yeah, what's your take? Okay, so I think you're going to be shook. I think in general that, yes, they oh, are better. Okay. Because books are super, super personal and it's an individual activity that you do by yourself. And it's like you're fully with your mind when you read. Yeah. You build this world in your mind. And it's like, if you don't like a book, I feel like closing it and moving on is easier to do than not finishing a movie. movie. Yeah. Because it's like there's many more aspects to it. But um, yeah, I think in general, yes, there's definitely exceptions where the movies are better, where somebody just sees the vision in a book and then is like, I'm going to make a movie that's 10 times better than this book mm-hmm. and it does great. Yeah. But um, I think in general, yes. And I also think that a large part of successful book to movie adaptations, whether the book is associated with the movie, mm-hmm. is the use of nostalgia because a lot of these are children's books or young adult books or books that people read when they were kids. So then yep. it's like, oh, now I can watch this movie. Maybe I'll read the book again. And books really bring up memories and like feelings of comfort for people. So it's like mm-hmm. really smart to use. I wish that I, for this episode, would have been able to talk about Twilight because I love why didn't those you? movies. I'm going to tell you why. Because I haven't read any of the books. I literally have all of them since I was in middle school. I got it as a gift for Christmas. And you never but they're just they're just so like long that it's intimidating to me. But one day, hold me accountable. I will get around to them. But yeah, I love the Twilight movie so much. I was actually talking about Twilight with my sister this morning and she was getting so upset because she hates them. What? Because she watched the Batman with my dad yesterday and she was like, Why why is Robert Pattinson the Batman? Um, and I was weak oh about god, it. I love oh my god it's my, one of my go-to movies no matter the time of year it's my go-to movie I just don't f with vampires like <laughs> that is creepy dude okay last question um what's our dream adaptation you go first okay so I don't know if you're gonna know this but maybe if I say it you'll be like but uh-huh. it's the secret series by pseudonymous Bosch. Do you know that series? Never heard of it. It's this. Please look up the covers. Okay. Because it's like these covers. Like the first one's a question mark, and it says the title of this or the name of this book is secret. Uh-huh. And then the next one is like, "Do not read this" or something. Like they're all like really weird, interesting covers. And my sister had them, and she read them all. And then I would stare at them mm-hmm. on her shelf, and I would look at the covers, and I'd be like. Should I open it and read it? It says I'm not supposed to. You're and then such I a would, baddie. And they're so good. They're like, they're kind of like the series of unfortunate events, like type of like. They're like cousins. Yeah, they're definitely the same type of genre where it's like mysterious. You don't really know what's going on. It's a little fantasy, a little sci-fi, a little realistic. Like it's just funsies. And I haven't read the books in forever and I don't remember what happens, but I really want to read them again because I remembered them. I was like, oh my God, I need to figure out what happens. And I think that they would be a great, can't remember what I wrote, a great TV show because I think there's like four or five books. I think like two to three of the books as a show would be good or a movie franchise. And for streaming platform distributor who is producing, I said, I don't know, someone good. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. Um, for me, at first, I was going to pick Love and Other Words because that's one of my favorite books I've read this year. But also, like, I love it too much that I'm scared that if it gets adapted and I don't love it, it's just going to ruin the whole thing for me. So I'm picking something that I like but currently don't have too much attachment to, which is one of the first books that I read in middle school, Every Soul a Star. And it's literally a book about 13-year-olds, friendship, um, and just, like, coming together so I don't know it's still on my bookshelf as well I think I'm gonna reread it again this year once I meet my reading goal um but these kids are supposed to be 13 I looked it up yesterday and there's obviously not many like under 15 year old actors and actresses in Hollywood because you know child labor laws and stuff like that yeah um so I think I don't think age is going to be like a huge factor in it like the kids could be 15 or 16 like it won't change that much the plot so I would cast Jenna Ortega, Sadie Sink, and they're supposed to be a guy. Um, but obviously I'm into like people like Timothy Chalamet and he's he would not fit this role at all. <laughs> so I say the the actor that plays Jack could be like a rising star. Like this could be like his debut breakout role. And I would want this to be a limited series on HBO, like Generation, like that type of thing. I would want this to be directed and produced by Cooper Rafe because I just discovered him recently because I watched Cha Cha Real Smooth and he's made two coming of age type um, movies for like 20 somethings, which you don't see a lot. I feel like it's always about high school. So I want to see his approach for like young teen coming of age because I think that'd be cool to see. Very true. Love me a good coming of age. I'm a sucker for coming of age. Um... And then last part is what book to screen adaptations are coming out soon that you're excited for? Mm, not that I know of. Not off the top of my head. Well, there's probably something coming out, but you didn't realize that it was a book at first. So yeah, that, that I haven't be been really keeping. I haven't really been keeping up with new movies and stuff because mm-hmm. I don't like the movie theater. So why would I care about the new movies that are going to movie theater? Because I'm not gonna go. <gasps> oh my god, my policeman! It was a book, or it is a book. I think Don't Worry Darling was based off a short story too. Interesting. Okay, well, for me, I am excited. I, okay, well, first of all. Oh, more adaptations? It. Any there's a, horror like, movie? Oh, okay. Fear Street. The Conjuring is based off a real story. Like, come on now. Mm-hmm. Literally every movie. Okay, so basically the stuff that I listed are like popular books on tiktok and if you know me love reading and i'm always on tiktoks so i'm mostly excited for the seven husbands of evelyn hugo it's turning into a movie but honestly it should be a limited series or like a show and each um episode should be dedicated to each husband because duh that makes the most sense i feel like a movie is just not going to be enough time um Daisy jones is going to be on amazon prime I'm very excited i think the way that they casted all of them is amazing um Spanish Love Deception I didn't love the book but I'll probably watch it anyways and also Kaylee if she's listening to this she's probably gonna kill me but it happened I mean not it happened on summer um It Ends With Us is going to be a movie as well but Justin Baldoni is producing it I think and I trust him so we'll see I think that a Verity by Colleen Hoover would be a good thriller movie dude that is one of the books where when I finished it I immediately had to like I was like this is going to be an amazing movie if they made one that was like the one book also the way it ends like that could totally have a sequel definitely so 
yeah i think we don't have time for new music friday so let's just get into shout outs okay mine is so i think i know for a fact in the u.s gas prices are higher than ever i don't really know about anywhere else but you know whatever right jk yeah whatever we can do something about these gas prices yeah we can bike that i found or that or you could or you could use this app it's called upside (laughs) and if you you like sign up and you opt to your location and it tells you what gas stations near you have cash back so it's like I feel like it's usually like 15 to 20 cents back per gallon which I think that adds up it does everything adds up anything helps especially when gas is like five over five dollars where I live I know in California it's like seven dollars so nearly seven dollars so definitely check it out if you have a car if you use gas go to the gas station family does friends do share it help your buddies out nice I'm definitely going to be downloading that because unfortunately I have to get premium gas for my car so it really oh yeah and then you can you can pick which type of gas you need for your car and it filters it by that slay okay definitely downloading that my app I could have sworn I used this as a shadow already but apparently I didn't but it's this app called Libby and if you have a library card which is already free you can get free audiobooks so you don't need audible and also ebooks because sometimes when really popular books come out, I don't know how, but these people beat beat me to requesting holds. And like I'm I was like number a hundred something for book lovers. But when I used Libby, I would I started on the list at um, position 36. So I got to speed the line real quick. Even though I prefer physical copies, if it if it'll speed up the process significantly, then I'm willing to read it as an ebook. So yeah, but I can't do audiobooks for some reason. But if I, you are into that, I listened to an audiobook on the way back from New York, mm-hmm. and I was like, because it's a, such such a long flight, I'll listen to it. I didn't hate it. I think it might have been the book I picked. What but, book did um, you pick? It was called Fake Accounts. I don't remember what it was, like, who it was by, but it's about, like, this woman who is dating this guy, and then she finds out that he has, like, a secret um, person or, like, profile on a bunch of accounts where he's, like, boo. He's, like, a, like, he has, like, all these radical beliefs, like, oh, I don't know, like, just, like, crazy stuff, so, um, but. It was written super weird, and I fell asleep during parts of it, so I'd wake up and be super confused. And it's just, like, audiobooks are so long. They're, like, eight hours on average, and it's just, like, mm-hmm. babe, no. I'd rather read it. Yeah. Even though reading takes, like, a bit of more time, I Yeah, but it's, like, prefer... hearing someone's voice, it's, like, it kind of annoys me. I don't know why. All right. Um, that's all from us for this episode. Next episode is going to be streaming service originals, which is kind of interesting. And we, I don't I think have a part really, two to this. Yeah, little. kind of like an extended version of this. Yeah. So we talked about the books, and now we're going to talk about the show. Well, it's kind of a different case, but kind of in the same boat. Anyways, I'm rambling too much yeah see y'all so next time we're gonna talk about stranger things and there might be spoilers so watch stranger things you're for... going you're going to talk about stranger things and i don't care if you spoil it for me because i'm waiting till season five to watch it but 
I kind of seen like what happened already, so I don't care if you talk about it. You're gonna wait until season five. Yes, I so am. So you're gonna wait until 2025. Yes, I am. I'm gonna forget about everything by then, anyways. So. I don't even remember what happened in season three, but like exactly. Uh, Stranger Things is so good. Okay. Bye, All everybody. Right. Bye.